Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Volkbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous developments we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, research has revealed that you sleep so poorly in new places because your brain keeps one eye, or rather, one hemisphere, open all night. And, related only by that eye metaphor... There's a type of bacteria that can see light, and scientists have sussed out that it works basically the same way that our eyes work. But first, senior writer Jonathan Strickland reports on how the quote-unquote average Netflix watcher is saving themselves from being subjected to 6.6 days worth of advertisements per year. The math comes from an anti-cable blog, but the implications are fascinating. That's according to blogger Stephen Lovely from CordCutting.com, which covers stories about online streaming services and how people can take the plunge and disconnect their cable TV service with a minimum of pain and suffering. Here's how he did the math. First, he cited a January note from Netflix to shareholders that revealed the company now has more than 75 million subscribers globally. And at CES 2016, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said Netflix delivers 125 million hours worth of content to those subscribers every day. If you take the number of hours of content and divide by the number of subscribers, you end up with one and two-thirds hours of streaming per customer per day. According to Nielsen, an average hour of American cable television has 938 seconds of commercials. There are 1,563 seconds of commercials in one and two-thirds hours of daily viewing. Multiply that by 365 days in a year and you get... 560,617 seconds, or about 159 hours. That's more than six and a half days total. 
Now, not all Netflix subscribers avoid watching cable television. Some do both. And that one and two-thirds hours is a very rough average. If you watch a lot more Netflix than that and don't watch cable TV, you're technically saving yourself from seeing even more advertisements. And of course, the numbers of ads served to audiences in other countries vary. It's no secret that many consumers are tired of ads. The popularity of ad-skipping features on DVRs and ad-free streaming services proves it. And networks are taking notice. Back in April, NBC Universal representative Linda Yaccarino said that in 2017, Saturday Night Live will have 30% fewer ads. That breaks down to removing two full commercial breaks per episode. But even those types of measures may not be enough to stop consumers from leaving cable TV. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the price of cable packages has risen significantly faster than inflation rates. Cost and the quality of experience are big issues for customers. More than a million pay TV customers ended their subscriptions last year, according to industry research group SNL Kagan. And then there are the cord nevers, people who have never subscribed to pay TV service. That number is growing too, putting a gentle squeeze on the gargantuan pay TV industry. Next up, senior writer Robert Lamb explores a study into why we get such craptastic sleep during our first night in a new place. It's actually of deep interest to sleep researchers because during most sleep studies, they have to throw out data from the subject's first night due to the data's abnormalities. It turns out that your brain is keeping watch. A team of Brown University researchers set out to investigate the first night effect by pointing a whole array of brain monitoring devices at 35 volunteers during two nights of slumber. They discovered the brain essentially sleeps with one eye open during that first night, like Rambo clutching a knife between his teeth, ready to wake and go all stabby should the bad guy show up. Specifically, the default mode network of the brain's left hemisphere remains more active during the first night slow wave phase. We're talking a network of brain regions here concerned with introspective egoic chatter about the past and the future. That worrisome, depressive, teeth-gnashing voice that humans seek to silence through everything from exercise and meditation to psychedelic drug use and various flow state hobbies. That's the voice that won't quite shut up during that first night in a strange and uncertain bedroom. The volunteers didn't report any unusual discomfort or anxiety, however. I mean, they didn't conduct the experiment in a haunted house or anything. Rather, this increased activity just seems to be business as usual for the sleeping brain in a new locale. The researchers believe these findings to be the first of their kind, so many questions remain. They only looked at four networks in the brain, so they're not sure if the left hemisphere is the lone watchman or if it swaps out duties with the right. And if so, why does the default mode network pull from First watch. Of course, humans aren't the only animals to sleep with one eye open. Marine mammals especially demonstrate what's known as unihemispheric slow-wave sleep, effectively resting the brain's halves and shifts so they're always awake enough to surface and breathe. Finally today, my fellow writer and researcher Christian Sager brings us the slimy story of how single-celled cyanobacteria see and react to light by using their entire bodies as lenses. How bacteria can move toward light has always been a mystery, but now a team of researchers found that each organism uses its entire body to refract and focus light. You know, like your eyeballs. 
I often wonder, how do those monstrous slimes or gelatinous cubes move toward me in a dungeon? They don't have eyes. After 300 years of research, science has finally found the answer. The world's smallest example of an eye. We already knew that certain cyanobacteria move towards light sources, like say a torch, but we didn't know how they detected it. Thanks to a team of British and German researchers whose work was published in the journal eLife, we now know that while cyanobacteria's biological structures are different from ours, the physical principles for how they sense light are actually quite similar to how we humans do it. But first, what the heck are cyanobacteria? Well, they're single-cell blue-green bacteria that are pretty common in underwater environments. You know, that slippery green film you find on underwater rocks? This study specifically looked at the species called Synectocystis, found in fresh lakes and rivers. By testing a mutant version of this bacteria, that's right, I said mutant, that accumulates green fluorescent proteins, the researchers were able to learn that each cell body acts like a lens. Light hits its spherical surface and then refracts on the other side of the cell with intense focus. This triggers the cell's photoreceptors, which cue the cell to steer toward the light. Now, the moving. That's the creepy part. The bacteria each grow tiny little tentacles called pili that reach out toward the light. The pili tentacles only form on the side facing the light source, attaching to the surface they're on, and then retracting to pull the bacteria along. While the light refraction principle is essentially similar to human vision, a synectocystis cell is about three thousandths of a millimeter across half a billion times smaller than the human eye. So its resolution is low and can only perceive blurred outlines of objects. Kind of like when I take my glasses off. So is this evidence of an evolutionary connection between bacteria and people? Do other bacteria see the same way? And how will this help me in my future battles against gelatinous cubes and elder black puddings? That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Subscribe now for more of the latest and strangest science news. And hey, send us your ideas for new stories, plus any feedback or music recommendations you might have. We're always on the lookout for new bands. Shoot us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And to access thousands of other stories like these, check out our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. 
People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.